there are definitely, you know, some medications that are prescribed that can cause side effects. But when I looked at meditation and yoga, it mostly had people just saying, this actually worked. Meditation and yoga just kept popping up. And those were the ones where you could hear testimonials of people that were saying it actually worked. So I was like, all right, I'll give it a try. Welcome to the Wellness Plus Podcast, featuring interviews with health and wellness professionals empowering you to take control of your health and happiness. Feel better, look better, and live better today by subscribing right now for new episodes every week. The Wellness Plus Podcast is brought to you by wellnessplus.tv and made possible by the generous donations of Psyche Truth Patreon supporters. Now here's your host, Certified Holistic Health Coach, Karina Rachel. Joined today by Kelly Hafner. She's a yoga instructor and vocalist. Thanks wonderful for having musician. Me. Yes, thank you so much for being here. So you Anytime. have been creating some videos on our Psyche Truth YouTube channel around mm-hmm. the topics of reducing anxiety and panic attacks. And, you know, you actually had shared previously that, you know, it was actually those feelings of anxiety and not knowing what panic attacks were, what you were experiencing, that kind of led you to yoga in the first place. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Um, So with yoga, um, I did get into it for sort of the mental benefits Mm -hmm. um, because I was struggling with panic attacks um, and I was living out of the country at the time. So, um, I didn't really know the language and, um, I was just struggling with these, you know, sudden bursts of like my heart just beating really hard Mm. and, uh, feeling nauseous and, you know, the light just looking super bright. Um, and I think a lot of that had to do with, um, the effects the panic attacks had on my brain actually, because when you're not breathing in oxygen, your blood isn't getting new oxygen and the blood that's going into your brain isn't, you know, as fresh then. (laughs) And, um, you just kind of get stuck in this fight or flight situation Mm. where, you know, you're, you're producing a bunch of the stress hormones, cortisol, and you basically, are having the, um, you know, almost like that animal instinct response Mm -hmm. of like, ah, Mm -hmm. there's a tiger going after me. But really the truth is you're just, you know, maybe stressed out for some, you know, outside reason. You had a big move, uh, which can be one of the most stressful parts of life, surprisingly. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, you know, maybe you're grieving a loss or, you know, you're going through a breakup. Yeah. So just any time that we're sort of in this really stressful situation, um, we can tend to just take really short breaths or Mm -hmm. sort of stop breathing um, entirely because, you know, we're having a panic attack, say. Um, And in that case, your body will start responding with that stress hormone cortisol and that will make, um, you know, the panic and the fear and everything even more intensified. Mm. Um, so when I experienced those feelings, I, uh, you know, it kind of caused me to even become depressed. Um, and I just didn't 
know if I'd ever feel normal again. I was like, I just don't know if is this, you know? Yeah. And it's like, so scary stuck like this. And yeah, it's, it's terrifying, you know? And when I looked up, you know, ways to heal through panic attacks, depression, everything, meditation and yoga just kept popping up. And those were the ones where, you know, you could hear testimonials of people that were saying it actually worked. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, you know, there's a bunch of different remedies for different people, but there are definitely, you know, some medications that are prescribed that can, you know, you know, cause side effects. But when I looked up meditation and yoga, it mostly had people just saying this actually worked. So I was like, all right, I'll give it a try. And when was this? How old were you when all this was happening? Um, this was when I was 20. So okay. um, I came back home to my hometown, um, which is Palo Alto, California. And I was just living with my mom uh, or my dad. And um, I basically was like, all right, I'll try this 30 days for $30 thing at my local studio, which was Yoga Source in Palo Alto. Awesome studio. Um, and... When I first got there, you know, it was funny because the yoga teachers are so gentle in how mm-hmm. they speak to themselves that, like, sometimes, you know, they'll say these things that you're like, come on. <laughs> you know, you're like, <laughs> you are being so fluffy right now. But then at the same time, you're like, you know, what's so wrong with saying, oh, thank yourself for doing this today? Or what's so wrong with, you know, talking to yourself in that kind of kind manner, Mm. you know, and if we're struggling with depression and anxiety, we tend to, um, you know, kind of spiral into the negative just subconsciously. It's, it's not like, you know, that's actually our, how our brain will always think is just sort of like that fight or flight response. Mm -hmm. You're, You're kind of just in survival mode at that point. I gave it a shot and I pretty much learned how to sort of calm my body down and my mind down eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course the first couple of classes I felt like a fish out of water and, <laughs> you know, just kind of seeing people like fly off, you know, standing on their noses or whatever. No, just kidding. You can't do that. <laughs> um, but when you look at people doing yoga, yeah. sometimes it does look like <laughs> just completely impossible yeah. and you're like okay how is this gonna work um to get me out of my head like this is just making me you know mm-hmm. this is even scarier but once i realized you know just stick it stick through it just an hour a day every day that i did it i came out feeling better and less angry less upset more in control of my emotions more Mm. in control of my mind and a lot of that had to do with you know the endorphins that we get from that physical movement that exercise which you could get through yoga but you could get it through you know anything really um where Mm -hmm. you're kind of moving your body just to get your blood flowing and just to connect your mind and your body because if you sit around all day and you don't use your body, our energy can get stuck in mm. our mind. So yeah. living in the high-paced society that we live in today, it's like, you know, it's it's special to kind of give yourself just at least an hour a day just to give yourself some space mm-hmm. and to kind of train yourself how to calm down. Right. So like for me personally, 
with anxiety, um, breathing exercises have helped a lot. Yeah. Um, because you have, you know, your sympathetic nervous system, um, which is what kind of goes into that fight or flight mode when mm-hmm. we are, you know, not breathing correctly or we're experiencing stress. Um, but if, if you kind of learn how to have these controlled breathing exercises, you can actually trick your body into going into the parasympathetic, um, nervous system, which wow. is the other part of your, your nervous system that can calm itself down. Mm-hmm. And it's just a great skill to have, you know, just being a person because, you know, maybe you're angry in traffic, maybe you're, you know, pissed off at the insurance company, which I understand, but no, just kidding. <laughs> but, um, but no, I'm not kidding. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's just, we're human beings. We have emotions and to find something that can mm-hmm. help us, um, you know, balance those emotions. It's awesome to yeah. do it through a natural, um, natural means, you know? Right. And of course everything, you know, everyone's different. So I think it's just about finding that kind of physical exercise or meditation that helps you kind of like just play for a while and kind of, mm-hmm. um, you know, focus on, on just right here, right now doing yeah. something rather than thinking something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's easy to think things, but it's not as easy to do them. So mm-hmm. Well, and you're so right that we get really kind of like trapped in our heads sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, as we are encountering those everyday stresses, which are inevitable, you know, we live in a stressful kind of world these Mm -hmm. days. And then everything around us is about, you know, do it faster, do it more efficiently, have, you know, do this, do that. And it gets really, Mm -hmm. really overwhelming. Right. And so I'll start to notice that it just feels like my brain is just like playing ping pong, you know, like the Mm -hmm. fastest game of ping pong. Yeah. Um, And so it's really interesting. You're saying that, you know, you know, one element being physical activity, Mm -hmm. moving your body, increasing that circulation of blood and, you know, just helping things move around. Mm -hmm. Um, At the very beginning, you were talking about, you know, sending oxygen to the brain and what happens when the brain stops getting fresh oxygenated blood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, You know, and so just from the perspective that we're living these fast paced lifestyles, our brain is always thinking like three to 10 steps ahead, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you're right. It kind of, uh, almost forces us to kind of engage in this really shallow breathing or, you know, I'll notice that if I'm feeling really stressed out or something like that, I'll actually kind of hold my breath. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's like, we literally starve our brain of oxygen yeah, and then it just starts panicking. And, And in that perspective, it makes perfect sense that we get a panic attack or something because your mm-hmm. brain doesn't know that you're just sitting in traffic. You know, your brain is receiving all these messages that like you're in a high stress situation and mm-hmm. you know, there's potential dangers, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. You said that you can kind of trick your brain out of that fight or flight, yeah. you know, uh, stress response just simply through breathing practices Mm -hmm. or taking deep breaths. Yeah. 
like, um, there's a bunch of, you know, just kind of simple ones to do and you can just kind of breathe in for three seconds and then breathe out for four and then breathe in for four and breathe out for five. And that kind of helps you slow your breath down. Mm. Um, another really great way to train yourself to sort of tap into that parasympathetic nervous system is, you know, you breathe in for about eight breaths or, you know, five, and then you pause for a few breaths and then you exhale and then you pause and then you inhale and it kind of helps you reset um, Mm. your breathing pattern. And it also focuses your mind on, you know, you're feeling right now, right here. Yeah. You're kind of, you know, we're breathing all the time, but we don't really notice what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you can learn how to focus on that, then that quiets all those, you know, thoughts that you're talking about where they feel like a ping pong ball and you're like, okay, you know, you, you don't want your brain to run you, right? You want to right. be able to run your brain. And of course, it's not like easy. It's not easy, you know. Mm-hmm we're human beings and we can see good and bad out there. So we're not just going to be like, yeah, everything's perfect. Love, you know, it's like, that's just not how life works. But, um, at the same time, you know, if we can understand, okay, why am I thinking this way? You know, um, can I just, instead of entertaining that thought, really, Um, rather than just kind of like grabbing at whatever comes to you, just being like, you know what? Yeah, maybe I'll go off into that direction, but you know what? I'm going to bring it back to the breath and then, oh, maybe, you know, oh, what about, you know, the hair straightener? Is it still on? Oh, bring it back to the breath. No, just kidding. (laughs) But you know, just like those little distractions, distractions. And and like you said, (laughs) the world we live in is full of distractions Mm -hmm. and, that's why I think it, it makes life feel complicated because at the end of the day, it's like if we have the self-control to focus on what we want to focus on when we want to focus on it rather than just like fall into doing something, right? Mm-hmm. Then we have that, um, you know, empowering feeling of like, you know, I can get something done that I want to get done. I can accomplish a goal that I want to accomplish mm-hmm. rather than, you know, telling myself I can't do something. It's like, why, why, why can't I do it? You mm-hmm. know, a lot yeah. of times it's like, we're our biggest kind of obstacle. Oh yeah. I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, by and large, there's this, um, you know, I think a very important role that that, uh, you know, judgmental part mm-hmm. of our brain plays, right? you know, and it's part of what encourages us to try and improve ourselves and challenges mm-hmm. us to try things that, you know, seem difficult or whatever. Yeah. But on that same token, you know, that judgmental voice can almost like snowball effect mm-hmm. to where we start listening to those judgmental thoughts and we're questioning ourselves and we're doubting ourselves. And then the brain starts to, you know, perceive that negativity as a potential threat. Mm -hmm. And it like, it's like you've started your own fight or flight response. Like we are our own bear or lion attacking. Um, That's how powerful our brains are. You know, 
we can think ourselves into fear, mm-hmm. which, and then, you know, which makes you also think like you can think yourself into pleasure, like daydreaming or meditating too. So it's like, yeah, if one's possible, the other one's got to be possible. But, you know, the thing is, if we're so used to having those sort of like, fight or flight negative thoughts, then those pathways in our brains become stronger and stronger and stronger. And that's really what depression in my, you know, experience at least feels like. It's like you're stuck in this one part of yourself that's, yeah, just like the part of yourself that is kind of the dream squanderer. And it's like, you know, there is that like self-critical part of ourselves that can make us better at something, right? Like, I'm pretty hard on myself when it comes to music. You know, if I if I mess up, I know I can do better. So mm. I do it again. Without that critical part of me, I um I wouldn't be able to kind of practice, but at the same time, that critical part of me is also the part of me that might be like, "Well, you'll never make it as a singer, so why are you trying?" Or you're not going to make a good song. I mean, do you know like one in a million that and it's like you know, you got to be able to decipher when they're helping, when it's helping mm-hmm. you and when it's not helping you. And yeah. it's like, you know, understanding like, you know, okay, kind of questioning the judgment, judgmental part of yourself mm-hmm. um, rather than accepting it as truth. You know, yeah. just because it pops up into your brain doesn't mean that it's true. It's just suggestion, really. Yeah. And so it's like, you know. If I start thinking, oh, well, you'll never be able to make it anyway, so don't try, then I can kind of challenge that and say, well, you know, why not try if I want to do it Mm -hmm. and if it's not hurting anyone and if I don't want to do, you know, and and if I just know that's what I want to do since I've been a kid, why wouldn't I try? You know, and then that if you don't try, then you're definitely not definitely right gonna, you know, definitely. Well, I guess you can't even say definitely even then. But yeah, definitely like, you know, it's kind of an interesting like rut we talk ourselves into. Yeah. Like if we sorry, go ahead. Now, I was just going to say, you know, we are, you know, we're worried. We have these apprehensions. We have these self doubts. Mm -hmm. And then ultimately the apprehensions and self doubts like create the thing that we were scared of, you know, right. create the thing that, that was like almost. they were trying to prevent for us. Right. And I think a lot of it is um, understandable. A lot of it is, I think, coming from like that self-preservation, like mm-hmm. ego, because, you know, humiliation like feels like pain, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so if you're trying to say, Hey, I don't want to feel like that ever again. So I'm just not going to take any risks. You know, you can understand that. But at the same time, um, if, if you can question that, that thought as well and say, how will I feel, you know, 20 years from now, if I never wrote a song, you know, it's like the fear is just part of the whole journey. The podcast you are listening to was brought to you by wellnessplus.tv a subscription service empowering you with everything you need to take control of your health and happiness. Sign up for your free trial today to watch the video version of this episode and all our podcast episodes. Plus, you'll gain access to our extensive library, including hundreds of follow-along yoga and fitness courses, massage therapy tutorials, weight loss information, guided meditations, educational health videos, and so much more. 
Feel better, look better, and live better today by visiting wellnessplus.tv. The fear is just part of the whole journey. I, I don't, I don't think most people just surpass it. I'm sure, I mean, there's got to be someone that does out there, but, um, but most artists I know, it's like, you know, half the time you're just like in love with what you're doing. And and then half the time you're like, this is crap, you know? (laughs) And it's like finding the balance of kind of just not caring anymore. Um, but just doing it for the love of it. Right. Um, and then I feel like once you tap into that, that's when you start making better stuff. Cause you're not, you know, making, making anything really, you know, for any other reason than the love of it. Right. You know, which I think a lot of times makes the best music, Yeah. you know, the music that's out there that's, you know, made to be a hit. And it's, you know, sometimes a lot of those songs sound the same. They have all the marketing money behind them. They go on the radio, literally written by the exact same person, but (laughs) yeah. And it's like, it's like power to you because you know, you're making, making good songs, but sometimes the songs are, you know, like they just don't feel like there's as much soul behind it because they're Mm -hmm. so formulaic. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I'm on I'm on a tangent at this point, but No, it's okay. Well, and I think that, you know, realistically speaking for, you know, for the people listening, you know, I think we all have some kind of innate desire or something within mm-hmm. us that we have to deal with this constant juggling of fear over, right. you know, whether it's creating something or being a writer, artist, musician, mm-hmm. writing a book, starting a business. I mean, the the um, examples are endless, but the experience of fear mm-hmm. over pursuing that thing is very real, I think, to each and every one of us. Yeah. You know, so, you know, you said something a little while ago um, about, you know, noticing your thoughts, noticing those kind of self-critical thoughts and judgmental thoughts and, you know, one of the things that I hear a lot of people say in, in yoga class is, you know, let go of what is no longer serving you. Mm-hmm. And that to me sounded like another language right. for a really yeah. long time. Um, yeah. And I was like, let go of what isn't serving you. Yeah, what the <laughs> heck does that mean? Yeah. But hearing you talk about this, it makes perfect sense. So you're listening to your thoughts. Mm-hmm. You're noticing those self judgments and you're noticing whatever it else, and maybe even notice some kind of ego driven things where mm-hmm. you're noticing yourself saying, Oh, I'm better than other people with this, or I'm this or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and you make a choice to let go of the thoughts that aren't helping you out. Right. Exactly. So those thoughts like, I'm not good enough. There's no point in me trying. Mm-hmm. I'll never be as successful as this person or that person. You know, you recognize that, Hey, those thoughts are perfectly valid. I'm perfectly human and normal to be having those thoughts, but mm-hmm. those are really not going to help me feel better. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to, you know, try to make a conscious decision to let those thoughts go. And, you know, one of the things that um, I'm assuming because we're so like-minded, have you read The Four Agreements? It sounds familiar, but I don't think I've read Anyways, it. Is it probably, The Four Plants? No, no, no. It's um, one of the things they talk about is that you um, just start to notice your self-talk 
mm. notice the way you talk to yourself. Um, and one of the oh, things he right. says in that book is that, um, you know, think about the way that you would speak to a small child mm-hmm. or your own child. Mm-hmm. And then think about the way that you speak to yourself. Yeah. Like, would you ever go up to a small child and be like, you're not good enough. You're never going to be smart enough. You can never finish anything you start. I mean, you would never say that to someone yeah. else, much less a child. Yeah. So he's like challenging you to think about the way that you talk about to yourself and that you try to talk to yourself in a more kind way, which That's I think awesome. is very yeah. much like what you get in a yoga class, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of the other pieces of that book is that you, um, you know, so you're noticing yourself talk, you're noticing when you get stuck in those little ruts of mm-hmm. negative thoughts yeah. and you start trying to make a conscious decision to not, you know, let those thoughts constantly be going through your head and you notice that they're there, mm-hmm. you accept that you have them and that it's normal to have those thoughts or those concerns. Yeah. Like in that moment, you know, if you do catch yourself kind of talking to yourself in this you know, judgmental, non-understanding way. Um, but you've also been telling yourself, oh, I don't want to think that way. Then you can start even criticizing the fact that you're, you know, <laughs> doing it again. And it's like, you're like just getting mad at yourself all over. So I think a- another big thing with, um, yeah, learning how to kind of talk to yourself nicely, which is exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like building a good relationship with yourself sort yeah. of, um, a lot of it definitely um, has to do with sort of just accepting, you know, I'm going to slip up sometimes. I'm not perfect and I'm not going to just never have a bad thought again. I'm sorry. I don't know anyone who's been able to do it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and um, but if I continue to beat myself up about the last moment, then I'm just continuing to beat myself up. So it's almost just saying like, all right, well now today, or, you know, the next five minutes, I'm going to do something that makes me feel good. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you talked about like, you know, these thoughts that aren't helping me, they don't make me feel good. And that's a Mm -hmm. good indication that, yeah, those thoughts are not helping you. And, you know, a lot of times I think those thoughts come from, you know, maybe people have said things to you Mm. at certain points and we kind of internalize these thoughts without really processing them, questioning them, you know? Um, but the fact of the matter is it's like, you know, culturally there are just sort of negative sort of influences out there Mm -hmm. when it comes to sort of self perception. Um, I think, and, and I think, Yeah, it's it's like everyone, you know, sort of has to see all these, you know, spray tan or not spray tan, um, photoshopped (laughs) versions of Beyonce. It's like if you're Beyonce, you're perfection, you know, why are we photoshopping like these perfect looking people? And also it's like, you know, let's be realistic here. Not everyone is Beyonce. Um, and if they were, then it wouldn't really be as fun to see Beyonce. No. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, and what's funny is there was an interview that Cindy Crawford did many years ago, and she said something that, like, to this day, I actually think about all the time. And she said, yeah, you know, when I open up a magazine and I see a picture of myself, I don't even recognize myself. Like, huh. even Cindy Crawford yeah. gets photoshopped so much that, like, once she sees the picture, she's like, 
oh man, I'm like, it really doesn't even look like me. Yeah. And she was kind of sharing that as a, you know, um, you know, way of trying to, to tell people like, Hey, those images that we're seeing are like they're, fake. they're, yeah, they're not realistic, yeah. you know? And so she recognized how much, you know, these images were exposed to like are creating insecurities for people like across yeah. the board, you know, men, women, you know, when we're young, when we're older, like mm -hmm. it could be argued that most of the different industries out there, like mm -hmm. their whole industry exists by trying to make you think you're not good enough. Exactly. You are. And so it's you like need our to whole like, economy is, yeah. you know, running on insecurities. You need oh, this product, need that this product. Belly fat, uh, you know, yeah. pill or you need, you know, um, yeah. And this it and just creates nothing but, but pain for people, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, so even for someone like Cindy Crawford, and I think even uh, Tyra Banks um, was watching her on Hot Ones actually recently. Oh, <laughs> I like that show. It's I just a great saw that show. Yeah. Um, you know, but she was saying something on there about how, like, you know, the image that is portrayed of her out is like, she's like, that is really not what I'm like at all. Like, yeah. A lot of the times, like I see pictures of myself and I don't like, I don't even look like that. That's not my body <laughs> or whatever. And it, yeah. it just really made me realize how much of, you know, the culture around us, um, mm -hmm. is, you know, number one, totally not realistic. Number two, engineered to make us feel more insecure about ourselves that we buy things. Yeah, engineered to make us feel like we need something else or we need this product or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, when by and large, you know, something that you, you know, kind of alluded to earlier, like the thing that we really need the most, you know, to be able to feel calm and happy mm -hmm. and accept ourselves and love ourselves and be happy with our lives. Like that yeah, doesn't satisfied. come from outside of us. It comes from yeah. within us and largely the, the trick or the battle, the fight that we're fighting is, is not against ourselves. It's against all the external factors distracting right. us from ourselves. Right. So it's like we aren't connected with, who we are. We aren't connected with what we want. We mm -hmm. aren't connected with our passions and, you know, what really drives us. Um, and so we end up feeling kind of aimless and we're like, oh, well, maybe if I had this brand of jeans, I would feel better. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's a huge um, just amount of people now that are struggling with, you know, excessive stress levels, feelings of anxiety, you know, these mm -hmm. feelings of depression. And I just think that, you know, for me, it was very, uh, it was kind of like an aha moment kind of feeling or whatever, when I realized that like, um, you know, it's not an accident <laughs> that I'm like, yeah. have all of these feelings of insecurity all the time that mm -hmm. like, there's all these external forces that are actively trying to make me feel insecure about myself. Yeah. Because um, you know, the advertisements aren't going to sell anything if they're like, Hey, 
You're happy. perfect the way you are, right? <laughs> we don't need your money. No, it's like be perfect the way you are. Coke might be able to help. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, Coca-Cola, specific, because their whole slogan is like open yeah. happiness or have a Coke and a smile. Like, mm-hmm. like somehow this high fructose cor- corn syrup beverage is actually going to, you know, yeah. bring you bring you happiness and. Um, like it might actually make you in a crappier mood than yeah before. it could actually make <laughs> no things offense, a Coke, lot <laughs> a lot worse you know um yeah it's like we've got to be able to have that bs meter um yeah. to just kind of realize like oh you know why is someone you know trying to make me feel bad about myself and i always kind of think this too if i encounter someone in real life who does kind of embody that judgmental thought that's within my own mind of like why are you trying to be a singer like why why would you even you know and it's like usually those people have the real insecurities and they are holding themselves back and they're just projecting what they have inside so a lot of times it has nothing to do with with you or your journey Mm -hmm. you know but it's just kind of another um you know, lesson in itself of just kind of realizing like, yeah, there's going to be doubters. There's going to be doubts in my own mind. But I mean, at the end of the day, like no one can stop me from creating new stuff, but myself, no one can stop me from having new ideas, but myself, you know, and, um, in order to get into that headspace of just like, you know, that flow state, creative headspace, you know, we can't be in fight or flight. We can't be constantly in this negative space because it's so hard to mm-hmm. take the risk, um, of having new ideas of having new, you know, kind of songs or whatever, because if you have that judgmental negative side, just constantly picking at you, it just, it gets annoying, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> so, um, I think, you know, there is that side of humanity where we can tap into that accepting, self-loving mm-hmm. yeah. um, place. And I think it takes practice. It's like, you know, I, I don't always feel like, oh, self-loving, perfect all the time. But when I catch myself sort of, you know, putting myself down, I'm just kind of like, all right, let me just stop here, take a moment and realize, you know, you know, I'm lucky to be where I am. And rather than looking for everything that I'm not, Mm -hmm. you know, what do I have that I'm grateful for? Because in America we have, we're so lucky. We have so much here. We have so Mm -hmm. much opportunity. There's one of of the richest countries in the world, people say, (laughs) I think, but, um, you know, at the same time, the happiness levels are pretty low compared to like, I mean, I met this guy in my college, uh, he was from Africa and he was talking about how they had way less money there, but their morale was like just way better where he, where Mm. he had grown up compared to in America because, you know, a lot of us, um, we do kind of see all these things outside of ourselves and we don't recognize what we already have innately and we can sometimes forget that, um, Mm. and sort of you know, get, get a little bit stuck. But I think that that is kind of part of being human. And it's, Mm. this is the only time where technology has been where it's at, where social media is everywhere. You know, it's like, you know, 
we have to learn how to have that self-control to focus on what we want so that we can let go of the thoughts that aren't serving us. And a good example I like to give is <laughs> like if you're on Facebook and your ex-boyfriend is on there, why are you looking at his profile? Don't do it. You know, yeah. the second you just let go of something that's just making you feel crappy, regardless of like, you know, let's say things ended good, bad, whatever. If something's making you sad, I'm not saying just completely, you know, com- you know, completely repress it, but just think things and do things that you know in the end will, will look out for yourself. So you can be like, yeah, yeah rather Taking than like care of myself. <laughs> yeah. Like, why did I just, uh, you know, waste my time doing something that isn't going to help me mm-hmm. or, you know, my mood at all. So it's like kind of learning how to be your own big sister or your own friend. Yeah. You know, Being good to yourself. Yeah. Because that is the secret, I think, to, you know, feeling like satisfied. And I think a lot of us are looking for that kind of mm-hmm. contentness. Um, and we're so used to sort of like, you know, instant gratification, as everyone says, you know, we want to feel good right away. We want to feel happy right away. But it's like, you know, I, I don't, I've never seen that sort of last. Um, but I, but I know some old people that you can just see they're, they're content, they're happy. They've learned how to mm. find peace of mind, you know, yeah. and it definitely takes practice. But I think, you know, if you are going through like, you know, panic attacks or anxiety or depression, a lot of times that is just an extreme form of kind of showing you, um, you know, this state of fear that you're in. And if you can feel that strongly, then you can feel that strongly on the opposite side too, Mm, you know? And so I think, you know, meditation and breathing exercises can kind of get us back into that mind state of like being open to things going well again, you Mm -hmm. know, rather than just being, you know, short of breath and stressing. Well, and I think it kind of, um, you know, kind of harkens back to that concept of the, the mind body connection, which again Mm -hmm. is one of those things that like, I heard people say that and I was kind of like mind body connection, like what the heck? Um, and it kind of is, it's a hard thing to understand until you kind of experience it. Right. But you know, the idea that we are just kind of like speeding through our lives, speeding through our work and this, and we've got like all these things to do. And, you know, like how often are we connected Mm -hmm. to our body? Because it is true that like physical, you know, the physical state of the body affects Mm -hmm. your mental state and then vice versa. So, because your physical state does affect your mental state and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as much as we are racing through our lives just in our heads and not noticing anything about our bodies, like, are we, you know, holding a bunch of tension? We have pain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most people these days are living a very sedentary lifestyle and mm-hmm. that physical uh, lack of movement, um, you know, really does 
you know, just the same way that we're kind of creating this like stagnant pond within the body physically, feel like there's like a stagnant pond mentally, whatever, where we're kind of like whirlpooling in all of those negative thoughts and all of that, you know, feeling that, you know, uh, helpless, I guess, Mm -hmm. feeling that there's nothing we can do. Whereas if we can um, have more physical movement, improved circulation, improved oxygenation Mm -hmm. through deep breathing, um, releasing that physical tension that gets stored up in Mm -hmm. our low back, our neck, those like kind of common places that get really locked up from our sedentary lifestyles, you Mm -hmm. start moving the physical stuff around the lymphatic fluid and blood and all of this. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's going to help that stagnant pond in my mind feel better too. And I definitely notice that like when I'm more active, I feel better. Mm -hmm. I'm in a better mood. I tend to just like be more positive and nicer to myself, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, there is a, um, I can't remember the exact quote, but basically Frank Sinatra had said something about like when he is sick with a cold, Mm -hmm. he just like, he like hates the world, you know? So you take this person who you're like, oh, he's the rat pack. He's so cool. And like, that guy must just be happy all the time. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh no, I feel totally crummy sometimes. And especially when I'm sick, like it's horrible. And that kind of like made the little light bulb go off that like, oh yeah, our physical body affects our mental body, you know, and when we're sick or whatever, you know, something is not, um, you know, we're not at our ultimate, uh, health physically, Mm -hmm. like the mental side totally follows that. Yeah. And I mean, if you think about it, your brain is part of your body. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, an organ, right? Yeah. It's a muscle, (laughs) right? Yeah. It's, you know, it's uh, the important one, but I mean, it's still physically in there, right? Mm -hmm. So just like if your liver is being pumped with, you know, 10 tequila shots a night, it's going to be like overworked. We'd like to briefly interrupt this interview to remind you that this podcast was made possible by listeners just like you. Become a supporter at patreon.com slash psychetruth where you can watch the video version of this episode and all our podcast episodes. Plus, you'll gain access to over 500 videos of exclusive content, including premium courses and behind-the-scenes peaks. Help us keep this information free by visiting patreon.com slash psychetruth. That's patreon.com slash p-s-y-c-h-e-t-r-u-t-h. Ten tequila shots a night... It's going to be like overworked, you know, it's, it's not going to be, you know, well taken care of, let's say, right? It's not going to be able to function the way that we want right. it to function. Right. And I mean, I love tequila just as much as the next person, but it's about the balance, you know? So like if your brain is, it needs its healthy blood, you know, circulation workout, it needs to kind of feel the sensations of your physical body just moving, which makes us feel in the moment. Um, If we don't get that feeling, then it is sort of like that physical part of your brain that's like, I feel crummy. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And Mm -hmm. um, especially as we get older, I think we notice it more. Um, 
I was always automatically signed up for soccer in my family, so I was forced to kind of exercise since I was a kid, but I did kind of stop for a while, um, you know, and it was around the time that I was getting panic attacks and, um, it really affected everything. So, Mm. um, I think, you know, again, we are, we are animals. We have these instincts. We want to get our energy out and we kind of, we don't need to run from lines anymore. So we need to get that sort of energy out somewhere. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's, you know, it's definitely, it's a normal thing to have, you know, a broken leg. So why isn't it normal if your brain is, you know, not feeling so great? You know, it's like we, we look at sort of mental illness and our mental state as like, you know, sort of, oh, if, you know, this person has crazy thoughts and they're crazy forever. It's like, eh, I think everyone's a little crazy from time to time. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of learning how to like live with our brains and cope when we're, you know, not feeling so good, mm-hmm. you know, cope in hopefully healthy ways. Um, but to also like, you know, take care of ourselves so that we can grow mentally, physically, you know, we can learn new things and just, you know, just always kind of challenge ourselves, um, just enough so that it's fun. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that, you know, as kind of a, you know, closing thought, so to speak, um, I know for myself that, you know, when I am, physically inactive or when I actually like get sick and then I can't really be physically active because I'm just sick in bed or whatever. I will just Mm -hmm. watch my mental, um, you know, feelings about myself, my emotions just kind of like nosedive. Yeah. Worse and worse and worse. And I've just kind of had to tell myself like, okay, Karina, you know, it's, it's normal to start feeling crummy when, you know, I'm like either being forced to be sedentary because I'm sick in bed or I've just been too busy to do yoga or Mm -hmm. go for a hike or whatever. I'm really big on um, like hiking in nature and taking walks. And there's just like, I love it because I get the physical component of, you know, working my body, working up a sweat, keeping Mm -hmm. everything, you know, moving everything, but then um, fresh air. So that kind of gets right. back to the breathing aspect, mm-hmm. helping you take deep breaths and, um, something about being in nature just in general really slows me down, mm-hmm. you know, and helps me get out of that kind of crazy ping pong brain yeah. <laughs> thing. Um, so I think it's just important for people to recognize that, you know, the most important thing is that you find something that you have fun doing. Right. So you, you know, don't whether feel it's like you're torturing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So that you can enjoy it, you mm-hmm. know, and then largely from that perspective of helping to uh, kind of shift out of the fight or flight and into the more relaxed state of the nervous system, like mm-hmm. having fun and smiling is probably a yeah. really great way to communicate to your brain that like, hey, there's no bears around here. There's yeah. no reason to be, you know, giving mm-hmm. me a bunch of adrenaline and cortisol right now because yeah. like there's, like you chill. know, things are good, right? You're smiling, you're happy. So just doing something fun is mm-hmm. going to help signal to your brain that, it can stop that fight or flight reaction. Right. Um, 
and yeah, just the importance of, of getting some kind of physical activity every day. And it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be, you know, if you, if going to yoga class is intimidating, then it's fine. There's like a million other ways to move your body. Yeah. Um, you just walking around, you know, if you want to start out 10 minutes one day and then you do 15 the next, maybe, you know, just kind yeah, of slowly working your way up. Right. Not necessarily like running yourself into the ground the first day because that will make you just want to avoid it. And I've totally been there. Yeah. So just getting back into that space of like, why am I doing this in the end? Oh, because I actually like it when I'm doing it the way I like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then just remembering that, you know, like you said earlier, it is totally normal for us to feel you know, doubtful of ourselves, Mm -hmm. critical of ourselves, feel scared, feel whatever, feeling negative, you know, um, all of those things are just a natural part of our human experience. Um, and you know, at a certain point it just kind of shifts into like what is within our realm of control Mm -hmm. to be able to notice those thoughts that, you know, keep us feeling bad and try to make a decision to like catch ourselves when we're thinking those negative thoughts Mm -hmm. and think of something positive instead. Think of something that we're grateful for or, you know, thinking of, um, you know, really, I think when it comes to like that concept of mindfulness Mm -hmm. of, just really bringing our attention onto things that are positive for us and helpful for us. Obviously there's the benefit of focusing on the things that are positive, but Mm -hmm. it's also helping us train ourselves to not get all wrapped up in the snowball effect of those negative thought patterns. Right. Um, And, and using our body as a tool, our breath as a tool to access that part of ourselves and Mm -hmm. to get out of our way, so to speak. Exactly. Um, Well, Kelly, I just want to thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thanks um, for having me. Sharing all of this. Yeah. (laughs) Do you have any closing thoughts on this topic that you want to share? Um, Yeah. Um, I just kind of want to talk to the people that are, you know, just, thinking about getting into starting to feel better, um, no matter where they're at, you know, um, just kind of reminding people it's okay to start little by little. So maybe one day, you know, you go, um, not quite to your maximum when you're working out or when you're meditating, maybe you just do it for five minutes, you know, it's Mm -hmm. better than, than not doing it and beating yourself up. Right. And Mm -hmm. then the next day you could do another five minutes or if you feel like you could do a little more, then maybe you go a little longer. But, you know, just kind of getting in touch with the playfulness that comes with movement and, you know, remembering, you know, when we were kids and we were running around playing capture the flag, we weren't thinking how many laps have I done? How many calories have I burned? You know, (laughs) we were just like having fun and, um, And I think that that's the best way to kind of, you know, practice whatever you like to do, Mm -hmm. um, just to not be too hard on yourself and give yourself a chance because you're worth it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think you're so, you know, you're so right about that. We get really, um, 
we get really wrapped up in like, oh, am I doing this right? How long do I need to do this for? Like, oh, mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I didn't work out long enough or I don't have enough time to do this. You know, there's like a million and one, you know, mm-hmm. excuses or right. fears that will even keep us from endeavoring to do something that's supposed to help us. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. I just encourage people to remember that like the whole goal, the whole purpose is helping you feel better. So right. like only do as much as you want to do. Mm-hmm. Only spend as much time as you have right now, today, whatever. And, you know, again, like as going forth and doing that new thing or different thing or whatever, like creates its own mm-hmm. negative thoughts and fears and everything. Like you just keep that one guiding principle that like, this is about doing something for myself that yeah. I can enjoy. It's not about, looking like this yoga p- person looks in their video or it's not mm-hmm. about doing this workout the way this person does it it's about doing something for me the way that I want to do it and you know just remembering that like if it makes you happy it counts yeah. as as self care it counts as like doing something good for yourself um and to just uh not not let yourself get too wrapped up in all of those apprehensions and fears. Yeah. And Um, to have patience too, you know, because, you know, as things like that might pop up, just remembering that's the process of mm -hmm. getting off your booty, you know, it's like, it's hard because we're so used to our routines. Right. But we're pretty, pretty strong when you, when we test ourselves or Mm -hmm. when we take risks, usually, yeah. You know, you might surprise yourself. Yeah, definitely. And it's kind of a, you know, common concept, I think, among um, like fitness specifically, but I see it as relevant in like pretty much everything I do, which is that, um, you know, if you want to create change, if you want to change the state you're in, if you mm-hmm. want to change something about your life or change something about your relationship like it's usually going to require you like venturing out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. a little bit and you know that is really scary going out of your comfort zone trying something new trying something different um you know but that is where the change lies Mm -hmm. that is where the benefit lies and if you can just go out of your comfort zone a little tiny bit Okay, I'm going to try this meditating thing. I'm going to turn on one of Kelly's yoga videos and I'm just going to, I'm just going to see if, if maybe any of it seems like something that I want to do. Um, if we can just start to come out of our comfort zone a little tiny bit, there are so many wonderful things that await us. And, um, you know, yeah, that like we really can change our life, change our state, change the way we're feeling. Yeah, and um, discover the strength that's in us to get through, you know, fearful situations mm-hmm. that we might not have known we could have handled. Yeah, you know, definitely. Well, Kelly, I just want to thank you so much for being here. Oh, and welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and sharing all of this with us. And um, I'm just really excited to continue our discussion and like yeah. reach into some other fun topics like creativity and. 
yes. how, how we can get out of our own way <laughs> to mm-hmm. be more creative and follow our passion. That definitely. is like definitely something I think I could learn a lot from you about. Oh. <laughs> So I want to thank all of you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode of the Wellness Plus podcast. I hope that you will come and check out wellnessplus.tv where you can find video versions of all of these interviews along with a lot of other courses to help you take control of your health and live a happier life. That's definitely our overall goal here. So thank you so much for taking this time today. And I look forward to seeing you again very soon. Bye. (laughs) The Wellness Plus Podcast. Copyright 2018. Target Public Media, LLC. All rights reserved.